Hello, Mind Fire Nation. Happy 2016. Welcome to our first episode of the new year. We hope you had a chance to spend some time off, maybe take a break, be with family, loved ones. Um, we're really excited that you're here for our first episode of the new year. So today we're going to kick things off with an overview of how to use social media. And specifically, we're going to go into a lot about Facebook. So how social media fits into your multi-channel marketing and how you can use it to obtain uh, meaningful results uh, for your marketing campaigns. Yeah, I'm sure that you've heard a lot about social media over the past few years, but if you're like the people that we talk to on a daily basis, there are still some questions about how you actually use it to generate leads and to make money. Wait, Dave, so you mean that Facebook is more than just posts about cats or lunch or babies and lots of food pics? <laughs> That's for sure, Mac. Uh, what we're talking about today really is specifically about how you can use Facebook to, as I said, generate leads from direct mail or email marketing. And if you haven't thought about how you can use Facebook in conjunction with print, with things like direct mail, then we think today's episode is really going to open up new doors of thought for you. And we're going to go into some detail around how you can use Facebook to create what's called a website custom audience and an email custom audience, and how you can incorporate those two things into the marketing that you do either for yourself or for your clients as well. So rather than Dave and I just talking back and forth about what this is and going into detail and teaching it, uh, we really want to make this interactive and bring in guests. So we brought in our good friend, Eleni, who is the strategic account manager over at Ryder Dickerson, and she is going to help out and participate in our exploration here. So just to give some background, uh, Ryder Dickerson is a Chicago-based, fully integrated print and digital solutions company. Um, they have an HP Indigo 7500, and they're really focused on creating custom solutions. Um, so taking an out-of-the-box approach to solving challenges of their customers. So they use direct mail and email, social media, really anything that they can do to uh, solve the challenges and address the needs of their customers. So Eleni, welcome. Why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about you. Who are you outside of um, Ryder Dickerson? So my name is Eleni. I am a Greek-American, <laughs> born and raised in Chicago. I enjoy um, being very creative. On the side, I like doing photography. I enjoy listening to music and going to concerts, hanging out with my husband, and more recently, um, expecting our first baby. So kind of preoccupied with preparations for that. So just a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're probably kept very busy. You'll, you'll be hanging out soon with your husband as well as a little new one. So that'll be exciting. <laughs> what are you trying to use social media to solve? And um, what's what you know? What's the vision behind it? Okay, so we have a, a client that weekly has four to five hundred new registered users on on their website. So they provide a publication, and it's free to read as long as you register up until a certain point. After the registered user exceeds like nine visits, they're prompted to subscribe. Currently, the client has about 200 conversions per week, um, but those aren't necessarily from the people who registered that week. It's just that's about how many convert weekly. And what we'd like to do is help them increase their conversions by creating a campaign that includes a landing page experience along with email marketing. And what we wanted to do was incorporate the social media retargeting for those who might reach the landing page who have read the email but aren't subscribing. 
we want to use the social media retargeting to somewhat like follow that person to the social media avenue that they're most you know inclined to use. So listeners, throughout the podcast today, you're going to hear a baby in the background. We're not exactly sure where it came from. That's pretty much the challenge. And my goal in reaching out to you is to understand how it all works so that I can successfully explain it and sell it to my clients. Great, perfect. So just for the listeners on the line, let me give a little bit of a summary of what I just heard you say, Eleni. So Eleni is preparing a proposal or a pitch for a client. They're going to receive about a thousand names each week and to that group they want to send an email to get them to sign up to the service that her client provides. And so when that email sent, we know obviously that some of the people are going to click through to the email and to get to the landing page. And then once they're on that landing page, only a percentage of them are actually going to sign up or complete this purchase or whatever their client is trying to do. And that's the group of people that represent the opportunity that we're diving into today. It's the group of people who hit the landing page but don't sign up. And it's that group that if we think about as marketers, if we take a step back, we're spending all of this money on direct mail, we spend money on email, all of this effort is put into driving people to our our website or our landing pages, but you probably know if you've looked at your own data or if you looked at the data for your customers that the majority of those that we drive to these web properties don't end up converting. In other words, they don't end up doing the thing that we want them to do, whether it be fill out a form or download an ebook, you know, uh, even make a purchase in some examples. And so it's that area specifically where retargeting comes into play, which is what Eleni just mentioned, this concept of retargeting is specifically this idea. So this is the concept that we're exploring today and it's one that's going to give you a way to generate leads and additional opportunities from the traffic that you're already driving to websites and things like that and actually enable you to make money from social media. Perfect, yeah, and so I kind of like to think about it as completing the gaps in the area where you didn't actually get that conversion. But maybe, Dave, we should stop here and take a step back and just start by defining retargeting and giving a little explanation about how it works. Yeah, that's a good question. And before the interview, we were talking with Eleni, uh, McKenzie and I were talking. Eleni, you mentioned how you know you're sometimes shopping on Amazon by the way, the same thing happens to my wife all the time too. You know, she's shopping on some site. Then a few minutes later or an hour later, or even a few days later, you're on Facebook. You happen to see an ad for the same thing or the same shoe or whatever it was that you were looking at promoted there on Facebook. And it gives you an opportunity to go back to Amazon or, or the retailer to complete the purchase. And so one of the things that we're talking about today with Eleni and that we're looking at in terms of how to incorporate into her multi-channel campaign is that type of service, which is generically at a high level called retargeting. And so there's a number of ways that you can do that. Facebook has made a number of ways available. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the specifics today. From a high level, what's happening there is Amazon or the retailer that Eleni or my wife are browsing have a small snippet of code embedded into their website that snippet of code came from Facebook, so Facebook provides that snippet of code pretty much to anyone, and you can embed that in your website so that when somebody visits that website, in this case, Eleni, looking at that particular page, Facebook is made aware of the fact that she's on that page and builds behind the scenes for Amazon or the retailer a target audience that contains Eleni. So now Amazon can say, all right, I want to show an ad to that group of people who I know were viewing a specific page on my website. 
and the ad that they put in front of Eleni or whoever else is on that particular page could be very specific to the individual uh, product or service that they were looking at, and then we can use that, or Amazon can use that to drive them back to their website to complete the purchase. That at a high level is how it works. Basically a small snippet of code inside a uh, page, and behind the scenes Facebook is building that audience, and then the advertisers are able to create ads then using that audience to drive people back to the website. So Dave, how do we think that retargeting could work for Eleni or I guess her customer in this situation? Uh, if she's driving people to a landing page and then only some of them are converting, what can she do about the people that are not converting using social media? So there's a couple of things that, that I see that you could do there. So obviously, number one, on that landing page that you're creating, that you're driving them to from that email, you want to embed the Facebook uh, pixel or the Facebook snippet that allows you to build the custom audience of the people who are visiting that landing page. And specifically, you want to put an ad in front of anybody who visits that first page but doesn't end up clicking the submit button to register. So in Facebook, you can actually you know, refine your target audience to say, I want to get everybody who hit the landing page but did not hit the submit button. Give me the delta between those two and allow me to put an ad in front of that group. And to that group then, you could display an ad that says something like, you know, did life get in the way? You were, you know, one second away from signing up and getting the best XYZ, whatever the, you know, the, the, the offer is. And if they click that ad, you could drive them back to the same landing page to complete their conversion experience, or you could even send them to a, a page that's very similar but maybe slightly varied um, you know, to tie back to that messaging of, hey, maybe you got interrupted or maybe something got in the way, to then push them to the next step. So, so that's the first thing you could do that, that comes to mind. And that's, that's essentially called building a website custom audience. The idea there is building a custom audience based off of the people who are visiting that website. Now, Eleni, the second thing that you can do, if you're getting that list of 1,000 email addresses from your customer, you can actually take that list of 1,000 and upload it to Facebook. And at MindFire, we can help you do this. You upload that list of 1 million, of 1,000 uh, 1, mm -hmm. to Facebook, and Facebook will find people within Facebook that match those email addresses. So if you're taking that 1,000, you know, usually it's somewhere between 20 and 40% of that list you're going to be able to find on Facebook, or Facebook will find for you. So you'll upload the list of 1,000, and it'll tell you, hey, we found 450 people on Facebook. They're not going to tell you who, but they're going to tell you that they did find some people. And now to that email custom audience, that's what this piece is called, now you can display an ad that is displayed simultaneous or, or around the same time as the email is going out. So your email is going out and touching them through the email channel, and there's an impression on Facebook that's timed around the same event. So if they don't see the email, if the email doesn't make it to them, if they skip the email in their inbox, you still have another opportunity through the Facebook channel to put an impression in front of them and drive them to that landing page to register. That's actually very enlightening and something I didn't even realize you could do. It's very cool. It is fantastic and it's very powerful. So the first piece is the website custom audience and the second piece is the email custom audience. Let's turn to talking about how you can incorporate all of this into a proposal. So 
Eleni, why don't you first start by telling us in general, how do you create your proposals for things like this? So what are you thinking about for this particular situation? What are the things that you're typically thinking about when you do create a proposal for a customer? Well, they all are pretty customized to each of our clients, but in this particular case, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be primarily a digital campaign, so there really won't be a print component. But generally speaking, in our proposals, we want to incorporate you know, the campaign workflow, which typically includes the digital solution, whether it be email, marketing, the landing page, and then print. And based on different responses, there'd be different touches incorporated. So Dave, what would you suggest in terms of how to charge for this? What does Eleni need to consider or think about um, as she starts to create this proposal? So, so generally speaking, there's three pieces to what you need to kind of think about here. One is the overall strategy for how you want to incorporate this social traffic. And it sounds like you have an idea of what that strategy might look like already, meaning that you want to re retarget the people who have visited the microsite who didn't convert. You also want to perhaps build an email custom audience. So you already kind of have the construct for what a potential strategy might look like. But that's going to be one component of what you're providing your customer is that overall strategy from the social perspective and how that fits into the multi-channel campaign that you're building. That's one piece of it, which I think you should be driving as Ryder Dickerson with the consults and advice and input from your customer specific to their business. That's the first piece. The second is that once that strategy is clear, somebody, either your customer or, or you and your team, need to actually then create the, the ads and the text and the different um, things that you need to actually create an ad inside of Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, Facebook and LinkedIn have similar mechanisms for allowing you to create those ads, but there are some definite differences. So if your customer is already doing this, they know, you know the, what's required from an ads perspective to be able to display on both those networks. But if they're not, and if it's your team who's going to be doing it, then you know, you need to familiarize yourself or your team needs to be familiar with those things to be able to create those ads. And typically, you know, it's creating those ads and it's creating the images more specifically that's that's can be time consuming because you can get into a lot of minutia there. You can do a lot of A-B split testing. You know, we A-B split test our ads in terms of the images that are being used, the headlines that are being used in the ad text. Etc. So there's a lot that you can do in this second piece as you're creating the um, the ad creative, and then the the third component is the ongoing uh, monitoring and measuring and tweaking of these ads. So one of the cool things about this, and Mackenzie sees me get excited about this whenever we do it. It's like um, it's kind of like a high because almost instantly you can start to get feedback from Facebook as to how these things are doing. So you can start to see your data. You can start to see people as they're interacting with your ads and it's a it's a good feeling it's it's you know it's invigorating but you also are learning a lot as that goes along so you can start to make uh, tweaks to the process so that's the third component is there's some ongoing maintenance if you will or management of the ad budget that you can provide that you can incorporate in your proposal to help them continue to improve those ads over time so the first piece is coming up with a strategy the second is creating the ads and the creative that are required for each of those ads. And then the third would be the ongoing management of those ads. At a high level, those are the three things. 
So, Eleni, based on all that information that Dave just gave, what questions does this raise for you? Do you have any additional insight that you're wondering? Who pays Facebook to get the ad on Facebook? Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so they're going to have a Facebook uh, account, and they can add you or any number of people as admins that have access to the account. And associated with that account is a credit card. And so the ads will be charged to that credit card that's on file. And mm -hmm. it's going to be paid by the brand. So your customer is going to be paying for those ads. So the, whatever fees are incurred for the display of the ads is going to be paid by them. The management fees, you know, the, the fees that you're paying or that they're paying you for creating the ads and managing them on an ongoing basis, if that's how you end up doing it, you know, they're going to pay to you directly. Okay, so I think that answers my question then. If we're managing the Facebook account in order to put the ads in there and get the code ourselves, that's what we would be able to bill them for. If they're doing it on on their own, then they would supply us with the code and we're not involved in working on their Facebook page or being an administrator to get anything done. And either way, they so, will be paying for the actual ad because it'll be, you know, they'll be paying for the ad. They're, they're, you're charging them for the value add, for the strategy, for the creative if you guys do it, and for managing the ads. Maybe you go in there and you look at the, re the reports and you see that this ad is, one ad is doing way better than the other. And so then you'll mm -hmm. go in there and you can manage that kind of stuff. So the actual ad in terms of the what they see, the, the price per, you know, price for the ads will be charged to their card, but then you're doing all of this other stuff that's adding value, you know, because you can't, since you, you know, as you've heard from our conversation, you don't just, um, ads don't just appear, you know, you want to retarget, you want to have some value there, you want to be able to be engaging people and then converting people, so the, the management aspect of it is all you guys. How much does it cost? <laughs> so the way it works is basically you or your customer can determine how much you want to spend. So you can do as little as $5 a day per campaign. And that $5 can be spent in, generally speaking, one of two ways, either on a cost per thousand basis, meaning that Facebook will charge you, say, $3 per thousand impressions until it reaches you know, $5 and you're depleted. Or you can pay on a cost per click basis, meaning that you're paying $5 every time somebody clicks the ad because you know that that's worth it to you or to your customer. So you have, generally speaking, those two options, either cost per thousand, the CPM model, or the pay-per-click model. And Facebook will tell you, because it's an auction system, in terms of how the, those ads are being displayed and how you're paying for them, you're, you're competing against other advertisers for those people, they will tell you the range within which you need to bid in order to get your ads displayed. But recently, they made it a lot easier where they, there's an option where you can actually just say, you know what, Facebook, you handle it for me. Get me the best price uh, per thousand or the best price per click and don't spend more than X dollars per day. And they handle all of that behind the scenes for you. So they've made it pretty easy, but they also give you quite a bit of flexibility to refine how you're spending your money and how you're competing against the other advertisers that are out there. So you can spend as little as five bucks a day and get results and learn what works and what doesn't. And then you can ramp it up from there as you figure out you know, what you need to improve and, and where you can spend money to make a positive ROI. Yeah. And where do I find those fees? You have to have a page on there um, that you manage in order to be able to look this information up and find it? No. Or? Actually, that's a great question. Yeah. So are you on Facebook? I assume you're on Facebook, right? I can. Yeah, I, I, I use Facebook so I can, I can log in and 
Yeah, if you log in as an individual, you can go, um, gosh, I, for, I forget what the icon looks like. It's in the upper right-hand corner. It's got this um, long drop-down series of, of options. I think it might be a sure. little globe. I forget what it is. But if you go there, you'll see a thing that's called, um, or an option called create ads or manage ads. I forget which it is. And as an individual, you can actually go in and, and create an ad. You, do you see that? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Create an ad. Uh-huh. Yep. And then campaign objective, ad account, ad set, ad. Yeah, so, so if you, if you go through this process, you'll eventually get to a spot where you can define your target audience and Facebook will tell you how much you need to pay to hit that target audience. I call this, when Dave okay. started doing this, I told him he was gambling. Because <laughs> you can put how much money you want to spend. He's like, I've got five <laughs> on Facebook today. I'm like, okay, Dave, let's, <laughs> let's keep track of the, the gambling that we're doing. But actually, to be honest, it, it, it does great stuff. I mean, we what we do is we have people seeing ads, we offer these you know, e-books and they click them and then they come to a landing page and we actually see great results from it. Um, so even at Rider, this might be something that you guys want to start doing if you're not already. Maybe. Yeah, and we have someone that does work like on all the social media and whatnot, but I really mm -hmm. have played very little in this land, so <laughs> I guess I didn't really look yep. at Facebook like that before. So I think that's such a great lesson, Eleni, and I'm really excited that you actually brought this to us because this is something that I'm sure people haven't really considered and now with this conversation are going to be able to um, take this information and go apply it to their businesses. You know, there's so many things it seems that are right at our fingertips that we don't even know we're there. Like we're on Facebook all the time, maybe all day, a few times a day, yet we have this whole opportunity to be utilizing Facebook in ways that we didn't even know. So there's so much at our fingertips. Thank you so much for bringing um, this up. And I know there's so much more depth we can go into about social media. So listeners, we would love to know what piqued your interest, um, what do you want to learn more about, we're happy to dive into more details in upcoming episodes. So please feel free to be interactive and let us know what you want to learn or hear. Um, we love hearing what you have to say. Go ahead and leave us a comment on our blog at mindfireinc.com forward slash blog. Or you can, of course, always tweet us at, at mindfireinc.com. Every single week, uh, we are going to be having a little promotion giveaway. So for all the people who engage with us either on social media or they go share this post, or they write on our blog, we're going to be picking one lucky winner to get a gift card. So that would hopefully bring a little encouragement to interact with us. Um, also, of course, any topics you want to hear about. Um, I'm interested to know, so has this ever happened to you? Is there anything where you were maybe looking for a pair of shoes or there was something where you were online and uh, you got busy or taken away from whatever that was and then later you were on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn and you got uh, retargeted with an ad and then it actually prompted you to complete that purchase or fill out that form or whatever the call to action was. So if that's happened to you, we would love to know. Um, tell me about it. I'm interested to know. With that, we will let you go. And again, Happy New Year. We look forward to seeing you at our future episodes. And have a wonderful day. Bye.